Welcome to the Not On My Watch podcast, where real-life issues facing the family and the church are addressed with bold and uncompromising truth. It's time to reject the mediocrity of the day, live courageously in the face of danger, and declare, Not On My Watch. Here are your hosts, Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. Welcome to the Not On My Watch podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle. Thanks for liking, sharing, all the things, mm. subscribing. Really, really appreciate it. Anything you want to say about that? Uh, I appreciate it. I'm excited. <laughs> and I'm going to say what I always say, I think, every episode. And I'm excited about this episode today. Um, I always say it, but I, I am excited about this episode because we're going to shine a light on something that happens. And I think many people don't want to talk about it. But it is hurting a lot of people. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. So. Um, we're talking about really workplace bullying. Um, yeah. And this can come in a whole lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess my, I started studying this a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you as well. I don't know. Timeline. Uh, that's kind of what I think about when I, you know, it's been a couple of years of studying this, reading material, doing a lot of research. Um, and my thought on bullying was like, this is a kid problem. Yeah. This is something that happens in middle school, happens in school, you know, where somebody gets, you know, targeted, singled out for maybe looking different, acting different, something, you know, they just decide, okay, we're going to bully this kid, steal mm-hmm. his lunch money, um, things like that. But I was really quite wrong <laughs> yeah we're really kind of conditioned to think this is something for the elementary playground this you know come on let's not talk about it because it really doesn't exist a high school lunch table or something like that yeah and so but when you begin studying it and i think you you said it when you begin reading it i've read a ton of stuff on it and you have you really begin to see that this is unfortunately can be a common occurrence in workplaces a common occurrence in churches in environments where uh, adults exist, not just elementary, middle school, high school students. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Where, absolutely. I know. mean, I think it was like, okay, this happens to kids. But the reality is, is I think bullying yep. never stops. Um, you know, anyway. I don't know if you were bullied as a kid. Uh, there, yeah, there are a few times. There are a few times. Um, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about? Is this a time to share your? No, feelings? I can't really remember. <laughs> Honestly, I can't really remember. Everything in your life me. happened when you were eight. When, when I, I ask was, you about yeah. like what happened, you're like that was eight. I'm like, so did anything happen <laughs> when you were eight? <laughs> I have no recollection of anything outside that eight window. So I, you know, hey. there it is. Okay, <laughs> um, you know, as a kid, I there was a few moments where I remember being bullied, like. Yep. You know, as I moved from locations, moved cities or whatever, um, and went to a new school, you know, my hair, ooh, you look, you look like a lion, you know, I mean, it was a little wild, you know, um, but not like an adult. Yeah. There's something even different about being bullied by somebody who should know better. <sighs> so I have so much to say. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, you're, you're so, so I think about you know, instances, episode when I was a kid, you, you mentioned the hair thing and it just jogged to memory. Um, I was bullied because of my hair. I got a perm in fourth grade. 
Were you what? eight? No, I just kidding. I don't know. You're anyway, I was in probably. fourth grade. Anyway, and I guess I guess I just you just expect as a kid there's going to be instances of that. I'm not saying it's good. It's, it's not, not right. It's not right. It's not right. Yes. You know, but as a kid, it's like okay, that happens. But I think what stands out to me more is those instances where. You, you know, you're an adult, you're in the workforce and you're, you're thinking that adults should treat people with just a common dignity. Um, even if somebody's not a follower of Christ, there's just common dignity of just being a human. But when you get into situations, when you realize that there are people who, uh, do not treat people as humans and they, and they deride others and they talk about others and bullying bullying is we're going to define it really catches you off guard yeah and I agree with you I want to say something that I think even takes that to another level it can be that is so disappointing so disappointing when you encounter bullying as an adult when you you know you see it happening to somebody else or when you see it happening to your own self or you know or to someone you love so that can be really disappointing mm-hmm. but it can be extremely disorienting and i would say incredibly harmful when you see this happening in the church oh i, I... It, because your worlds are meshing mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's and this is supposed to wait hold on this is supposed to be the place where I learn about God by how others treat each other and, and by studying his word together. And so now I'm not getting a framework for how bullying can happen in the name of Christ. Yeah. And it's- so that can be where you find yourself most disoriented. And unfortunately, we've seen this. Mm-hmm. We've We've experienced it. We've not only studied it, but we've been the mm-hmm. on the receiving end of that. And so we, it can be very disorienting. And I think this is where we need to, and I don't want to jump ahead, but I do want to say this. This is where we need to differentiate between what's bullying, and we're going to talk about some other types of, <laughs> of bullying and behavior, and just conflict. Okay? There, there's yes. conflict that yeah, happens. Yeah, some people could be listening going, well, everybody has conflict. Not the same no, as bullying. Absolutely. And to have bullying in God's house, mm-hmm. to have bullying even maybe in God's name is something that's so contrary to the gospel. It's so contrary to what yeah. Jesus said when he said, hey, yes. we're here to serve other people. It's so contrary to, to what it's like to be a follower of Christ that when it happens in God's house, it's disorienting, but there are many people who are not going yep. to church now precisely because of this. And yep. this is why yep. we're talking that's, about that's this. Huge. We're not talking about this because it's a, you know, it's not a pet topic for us. Honestly, don't even really want to talk about it because it's, it's, it's an ugly thing. But there are many people who are saying, you know what? I'm not going back to a church, to that church, whatever, because I experienced that in a place I should never experience that. From. Or not even if they just experienced, they saw it happening and nobody did anything about it. Yes. It's like, wait, this is no different than my middle school locker room, you know, or whatever. And, and that can, that can shape people's view of God. And it does. No, it does shape people's view. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's so important when, when Paul and yeah. many other New Testament uh, writers and, and leaders instructed us to examine how we live. Mm-hmm. Because we're representing Christ, so I think we need to talk about what is bullying. Because we've yes. been talking about it here, uh, we want to give you a couple of definitions. Again, this is research based. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us about what bullying is? Yeah. And then we're going to talk mm-hmm. about even a little bit more 
um, in the church and things like that. So, so bullying is not just being mean, being unkind. <laughs> no, that's not good. But bullying is different. Bullying um, is repeated, unwanted actions and behaviors carried out over weeks, months, and years which are designed to humiliate victims and cause them psychological distress. So bullying is intended to humiliate. It's psychological warfare. Yes. And can, I want to say another part of this definition here is that it's repeated. Yes. So, um, and I know that somebody say, well, so if somebody does something once, then they didn't bully me. Well, maybe they did. But bullying is like this, this mm-hmm. intentional warfare. Like mm-hmm. you said, intentional psychological warfare. It's not like, oh man, you know, somebody said something unkind one time. That may be just an unkind word. Yeah. Um, and that's bad too. I'm not, I'm not, you know, minimizing that. But bullying is this repeated intentional, it's, it's, it's intentional, but it doesn't mean that it's overt. Intentional does not mean overt in the sense of, I think many bullies try to cover it over so that the others around them do not see. Um, it'll eventually come to light, but yes. If you are, if someone out there is listening, you're a victim of abuse, you know exactly how this works. Because <laughs> yeah. um, those who bully are very good at putting on a facade as if they're very caring, very helpful, very resourceful. They would never do that. They would never do anything. However, by their demeanor, by their physical presence, by what they say or don't say, by their actions that you can't really you know, um, overtly tell is bad, is a bullying way. So if I'm an abusive husband and I touch you just... Not maybe not an unkind overtly way, but do this, you, you know, uh, uh, in front of others. In front of others, it may look like, like a caring thing, but the 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 spouse who is a victim of abuse behind closed doors understands what that touch means, and so that's what you mean when you say it can a may not appear overtly aggressive, but it 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 is. Yeah, because this is what happens. Well, <clears throat> I never saw them. I never saw them being abusive to their to their spouse around me. Yeah, what? right. <laughs> right. Seem... You know, yeah. just because it, it it's not done right in front of you doesn't mean it's not happening. I mean, these are this is. I mean, we're heading down into a rabbit trail. Right. Uh, Bullies are masters of deception. Though. Yes, they're yes. masters of deception. Now, I, I want to talk about mobbing. Mobbing is a type of bullying, but it's done by groups. Mm-hmm. So instead of having just one bully. You have a bully who gathers other bullies to become part of this mob. This is huge. Uh, This happens so much that, um, and we think like, oh, this happens in the middle school, you know, class where, you know, these girls gather a coalition and go after the one girl. Nobody likes you. Yeah, we don't like you. You know, until the next week, it's somebody else. But uh, the mobbing mentality doesn't just stay in middle school. This can enter into, especially I think of churches where yes. people get, oh, I have a prayer. Let me tell you about a prayer request. <laughs> oh, this is and how then let, come in, ooh, you know, let's gather at my house for prayer and let's invite some other people. And when you show up, it's actually not a prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. It's a coalition meeting, you know, to try to, but to no get. No one would ever say that. No, of, of course. course, it's it's a prayer meeting. So, yeah. uh, so mobbing is this continual assault <laughs> um, on the emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being of an individual 
or maybe a group of people. And so it's this concerted effort, but just done in groups. Now, there's some things that have just recently, um, and now when I say recently, I'm just talking like the last decade or so, yeah. have helped bullying mm, intensify. Mm-hmm. And so this is with cyberbullying, um, yeah. using social media, <laughs> using um, not just social media, but texting, mm-hmm. um, other means of communication to bully. Oh, with, with the advent and the rise of social media, this makes mobbing, this makes bullying so much more accessible. It, it really right. places this weapon so easily into the hands. Behind those keyboard commandos. Behind those and, keyboard. Yes. It, 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 I like what, what one writer says about this. It intensifies workplace bullying because, because there's the potential, you said, it, for anonymity. Yes. I didn't say it. I didn't, I just, you, I wrote it, but I didn't, I didn't say it. Um, it. It increases the exposure to the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you, you and you can do the shares, the likes, the amen girl, you know, all of those kind of things that can draw people. I mean, I see this happen so much. And I'm not even just talking in the church. I'm talking mm-hmm. just in people's workplace. I see this and, and people will get on social media and they'll say people don't leave don't leave a job because of the environment. They leave because of a bad boss. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going Everybody knows you're talking about your boss. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then yeah. a day later it's deleted, um, which again leads to a whole host of problems. Yes. If you're getting on socials and mm-hmm. and posting things for a certain amount of time, hoping somebody sees them and then deleting them because you know you feel guilty about it, it just shows the guilt nature of that. And so this, this cyber aspect intensifies oh. the ability. And this has infiltrated the church. Yes, um, you know, we might say, well, this happens. This is how out there in the world. This is in the mm-hmm, church. Mm-hmm. It's just disguised as a prayer request or as a come check out my new church that I just, I left the old church. Come check yep. out the new one. It's so much better. You know, things like that. These type of, of, of instances help foster this type of behavior. And whereas bullying um, before social media <laughs> happened in a physical look, maybe the playground or the church <laughs> yeah, or right. the workplace, now it's virtual. So with every like, with every share, with every new comment, it gets boosted Larger. back up yes, into yes. the feed. And it's something that happened literally a year ago or more than that ago can be can be reminded to can come back to people's recollection and it can just continue to happen to and I think this is just in, in, in mm-hmm. a, we cannot um, think that the rise of social media the rise of cyberbullying does not coincide with the rise of suicide with the rise of suicidal depression and, all of these all things that. yes we cannot think that those two don't have. Mm-hmm. anything to do with each other. So while everybody's shocked and surprised as well we should be when you know somebody does that or attempts to take their life, we have to understand that we're living in a very cruel and I, I would even say full of sin and demonic world where people get joy out of seeing other people assaulted online, talked about online, and then we wonder why people do that. Yeah. I, I you know I know that's heavy. It is heavy. But we, we can't ignore that. Now, I, I don't want, when people hear us talk about cyberbullying and things like that, I don't want people to hear, oh, so this is a new problem. Yeah. No, this is just a problem that gets on steroids mm-hmm. with, with the cyber aspect. 
Um, I wrote an article, uh, we'll link it in the comments, yes. um, really about this with a whole lot of research, a lot of mm-hmm. um, links to outside sources. So, you know, if you're like, yeah, I want to find out more, lots of links to different things that you can read articles and mm-hmm. such. Um, but in the beginning of the article, I tell a real life story of somebody that I know, and I changed the names for uh, just the protection of the innocent. Um, But this story is actually a story that happened quite some time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Not recent, but to to someone that we know, they went into a regular old business meeting at their church, and uh, it turned into a different situation Mm -hmm. than what they intended it to be. And they went into that and unbeknownst to them there was a call of uh mm-hmm. on their fitness as the pastor and they needed a majority vote and a majority vote were able to to vote them out as the pastor with the pastor mm-hmm. uh, his wife and four children sitting in that room mm-hmm. and i think about wow. um it, it there was no there was no failure there was no stealing mm-hmm. of funds mm-hmm. there was nothing no uh impropriety there was there was no accusation. It was just, we don't like how you're doing things. Wow. And so a group rose up <laughs> and and it was a very narrow margin. And so the room was split, mm-hmm. really is what happened. And the fallout of that was immense. Mm-hmm. The fallout was wow. immense. And this, this mm-hmm. so this happened well before the advent of the internet, mm-hmm. uh, that, that story. But I, I wonder, had that story happened with the internet, <laughs> how oh. that could be magnified? And so, you know, the reality is this has been going on, mm-hmm. but we're seeing an increase in this. All you got to do is do a little bit of research and you will see that there is an increase about this. So what do we do? Yeah. What do we do about it? Do we just say, this is how it is? Suck it up, buttercup. This is why, <laughs> you know, if you're in the ministry, you get paid the big bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's my funny. Uh, you know, what do, what do we do? What do you do about it? Um, I, I think we've got to understand there are things to do. Yes. And it's yep. the answer is not just to suck it up, but there are some really great answers. I, so. I think so. Three overall broad things. We could even go more, but we just tried to narrow it down. Number one, we have a limited amount of time. Yeah, number one is, <laughs> is, is is prayer, and I say prayer this because not to Jesus juke you, but there is no battle that is to be won without God, and we have to understand that this is a spiritual battle. This is not a conflict resolution moment where we can just sit down and kind of. Uh, resolve things and, and and hope to get to the other side. Uh, bullying is 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 spiritual warfare. It's demonic. It's just vitriol at its at its worst, and it's a spiritual battle that requires spiritual weapons. Absolutely. So um, it's not you that's going to win the battle. You're not going to win right. the battle by writing the snarky response. Yes. On yes. social media or having. Oh man, I wish I would have had that quick comeback. If I would have had that quick comeback, I would have yeah. won. No, we're not going to win with with. Right. Uh, you know, uh, our, our words as weapons, we get spiritual weapons to, to yes, fight with. Yes. And, uh, many times we, uh, expect the victory to mm-hmm. come very quickly, mm-hmm. but, but God's playing a long game here. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. you know, we're in this microwave society, but God's playing a long game. 
Um, and, and he's more interested in who mm-hmm. we're becoming than if we get the sharp response. And in fact, I would say if we're responding with those sharp responses, we really need to examine. Yeah. Um, There's a character issue there. You know, yeah. that doesn't mean not to say anything because I know that people, oh, well, Jesus never said anything. That's not true. That's one of seven ways that Jesus responded. <laughs> I'm like, responded. there's a lot yes. of things that Jesus yes. said. So we, we, we really shouldn't misquote scripture that way. Um, you know, what are you to do about pray? I know that sounds horrific. I was, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I won't share all the details. <laughs> That'll come for a book later. But, um, there was a moment where I was absolutely, mm-hmm. a, a shockingly, um, spoken to by somebody that was in authority over me that I thought I, I just never would expect somebody who was, who was, you know, working for God to, 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 to really speak this way. And I just remember, you know, I couldn't sleep that night. Mm-hmm. I really struggled and I just was remember going, okay, what do I need to do? I just need to pray about it. (laughs) I do. I need to pray about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't fix it. In fact, the next day went back for, you know, round two. It didn't fix it, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it it fixed my heart from being hard. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is that we're not in control of the outcome, but we have to control how is our heart going to be hard? Are we going to keep it soft before the Lord? Because spiritually speaking, this is another function of of this type of behavior, mobbing, bullying. It's to harden our heart. And if we're not careful, we're going to, we're going to be cynical. We're going to be hard. We're going to be, it's going to ruin us from the inside out. And so we have to say, God, help us. Clean, clean it out. out. Yes, clean it clean out. out. Clean it I think out. another thing to do, pray. Uh, but pray, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. And we have to do that. We have to pray for our enemies. And, um, you know, there may be somebody, they're like, yeah, I think they've done me wrong. I want to encourage you to pray for them. Um, that's what, I mean, that's what Jesus said. That's what we need to do. I think praying for enemies helps our heart to be right and not, to get out of line in that, because it's very easy to get in the in the flesh and begin to. I want to, like you said, I want to respond. I want to, I want to say that next time I have an opportunity. I've heard, I've heard, you know, this is exactly right. We are to pray for our enemies, mm-hmm. and at times I have felt like when people have shared that with me, what they were what they were saying is pray that that their behavior is honored, and I think we need to be careful um, in that because sometimes yeah. I felt like, well, how could God honor? Why would I, why, why would it, why would God honor sin? Because <laughs> bullying is a sin, yes, you know? So, uh, but, but we have to make sure that we're, we're understanding mm-hmm. pray for our enemies. What we're praying for is that they would come to the realization of what's happening, that we're not saying God bless their sinful behavior. <laughs> no, God can't can, do that. That's against can't. his character. Yes. But I think sometimes we can hear that. You're right. No. And or like that there are no rights and wrongs. I have heard no, that. No, God is a God of justice. Like people, He's yeah. the God of there is right and wrong. His yes. word tells us that. And so when someone says pray for their enemies, they're not saying, well, you could be wrong. Don't, you know, maybe they are saying that. Those people might be. But we're not saying that. No. We're not saying that. We're saying pray for your enemies so that your heart is right. So that you yes. don't get hard hearted exactly. and cynical. You you can't pray blessings on something that God's already you know cursed as far as behavior, but I I just think that I want to make that denotation because sometimes that mm, I, I've I've understood that no that can come across and that's very dangerous. People say, well, we're all good intentioned here. Whoa 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 whoa! Somebody who's trying to murder another person <laughs> with their words is not good intentioned, and so you're exactly right. There is right, there is wrong, and prayer is to help us not get cynical, not get hard hearted. That's a good point because we. 
we don't want to communicate that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I I, I no, want to make that that statement there. Not only do we pray about it, but we we uh, we speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes along with a yes. great segue. Um, didn't plan it, <laughs> but uh, that truth and you pray for the truth to be exposed. Yes. And uh, I think one of the key ways of that mm-hmm. is that you actually speak the truth. Mm-hmm. It's not honoring um, if you say, well, that didn't really happen. That's denial. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is is absolutely imperative to speak the truth. Uh, and I think that's probably the first step in that. I think speak the truth. I think live the truth. Uh, scripture has a lot to say about what to do. In Proverbs 22, remove the scoffer from among you. You know what? Uh, you don't have to hang around everybody and be, a, especially if they're attacking you with your, their words. You don't have to do that. Um, you don't have to continually put yourself in an, a place mm-hmm. Where you will be bullied. You do not. You do not have to continue to do that. Um, In fact, I think at some point you might have to think about, if I continue to do this, I'm harming myself. And unfortunately in the church, we're really good at uh, re-victimizing people by telling them that you have to put yourself in environments where people are assaulting you with their words. And we can't do that. Paul says this to people who are trying to weasel their way into churches. Have nothing to do with such people. Paul didn't, hey, have them over for dinner. He didn't say Try that. Try to convince them. Have, yeah, have nothing yeah. to do with such people. Um, and, and I will say this too. I think as we're speaking the truth, as we're living the truth, refuse to remain silent. Silence empowers the bully. So you may be going along, you may see something on social media, or you may hear something, and you may say, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything because it's uncomfortable, because it is uncomfortable. Um, that that does nothing to the victim, and it, and it only empowers the bully, the person who's trying to assault somebody by their words, by their behavior. And so uh, let's not be silent people. Let's be outspoken people for the truth. Well, I, you know, bullying for it to occur, uh, bystanders have to allow it. Yes, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody is seeing it and mm-hmm. they're not saying anything. And if you are seeing bullying, God is having you see it. The Holy Spirit is revealing that <laughs> yeah, to you. If you oh, are good. seeing bullying and if that's you go, good. yeah, I, th- I think this is bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, mm, I feel like something's off here. Yeah. If you feel that way, that's because the Holy Spirit is showing yes. you that. And he's yes. not showing you that so that you can just say, well, stinks to be them. No, he's showing you that so that you can actually stand up as a defender mm-hmm. of the defenseless, yes, right? Yes. As somebody who stands up. I mean, I think about, you know, there are kids that, that you know, get bullied. And my kids will tell me this when they come home from school. And I'll say, well, what did you say? Oh, yeah. No, you, you do. You I, I'm like, what often. did you say? Because if you're just standing by listening and you're going, oh, that's not good, but I'm not going to stand up for that person. You're almost just as guilty as the you're- actual bullier. You, you really become know, part of bullier? part of the mob, and you know what the silent mob. <laughs> what what yeah. was that phrase that we hear in scripture about when Stephen was stoned and they laid their coats at the feet of whom? Paul or yeah, Saul. Point, yeah, it was yeah. Saul at that point. Saul. Well, Saul may, at that point may not. We don't know. May not have thrown a stone, but he held the coats. Um, and you know, I've heard that you know, you know, don't don't hold coats for people who are trying to assault other people. I think that's huge. Yeah, step so, in. You know, yes. do, uh, you know, that's why I love Peter. I know. <laughs> You're gonna come arrest the Lord. I'm gonna. Oh my goodness! You know, yes. I'm not saying. Just 
Anyways, a little bit of Peter in there. Uh, and <laughs> uh, lastly, repentance. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not a good word, is uh, it? <laughs> that has, unfortunately in our world, people don't like repentance, but repentance is the only way out of this because this is, again, not a conflict issue. It's a sin issue. Mm-hmm. Repentant, uh, le- leaders must confront bullies. People who see, whether you're a leader or a follower, you see, you must confront these individuals and a way of restoration must be presented. This is the body of Christ in operation. Confrontation and then restoration. Um, with Without repentance, bullying will continue. It'll not, grow worse. It'll grow worse. We're not talking mm-hmm. about behavior modification. We're not talking about sitting down, let's reason with each other because a bully often won't reason. This is a sin issue. It's not a conflict issue. Therefore, sin issue always need we need to do, go back to scripture. It always comes back to repentance. A right heart before God. Well, and with true yeah. repentance, there's absolutely an offer of restoration. Yep. Um, absolutely. But we need to we need to talk about repentance because if not, we're just covering over or bandaging mm-hmm. it over. Hopefully, oh, this will hopefully get better. Yeah. Uh, there has to be a change of heart and, and and knowing that. I think there's this is so important and you might go, well, this is odd. You know, I don't know that I've dealt with this. I'd say work a few places. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've worked in uh, secular envir- environments. I've worked in several churches and nonprofit environments and I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see it at the, you know, the table where the food, you know, gathers at your yeah, the office and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I just can't stand this person. You know, it's <laughs> like, and it's this, I'm like, this is just ugly. This yes. is not how, especially the church is supposed to be. Oh, absolutely. And we can't allow it. As followers of Christ, we can't allow it in the church. You say, well, I'm not a leader. What am I to do? Hey, Tell you what. Everybody has a part. Everybody has a part. And it's so powerful when people who maybe not do not occupy a positional uh, a positional authority, when they confront this. Because um, it, every one of us has a part. And I, I would encourage you, um, pray for your leaders. <laughs> pray for those under your leadership if you are a leader. Pray for the church. I tell you what, this is an issue where the enemy is trying to get a foothold. And uh, we need to be thick-skinned in this, but we need to be soft-hearted and resilient. Yes. Um, And so go ahead and read the article. Read the great article. We'll we'll link it. (laughs) Go ahead and and, and read it. A lot of great information there to equip us in how to live in this time, really, of antagonism. Yeah. So Well, I I think what you just said there, I want to end on this. It's so powerful is, uh, you know, if you don't have a positional authority, what, what do you do about it? I think about with my own kids. I can overhear them at times in the house correcting each other. Yeah. And it's yep. there's something more powerful if they correct each yes. other in love. <laughs> you know, yep. I'm not talking about there's there have been other moments. But then if I say, hey, you know, we don't do that. But if a sister says to another sister, hey, that's not how we act here. I'm like, ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, it's powerful. You know, there's yeah. something that's, you know, or or mm-hmm. when peers correct each other. Yes. Um, and so I just say be empowered to do that. Uh, and if you found this helpful, like, yes. share, rate, review. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, visit our website at www.notonmywatch.co. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. Just become a part of the Not On My Watch movement. And we're just so glad that you were with us. Absolutely. And we will see you right here next time on the Not On My Watch podcast. We'll see you then. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Not On My Watch podcast. You are a watchman for this time and hour. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you listen. If you haven't already, head on over to our website, www.notonmywatch.co for more resources from Jeff and Rochelle. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time on the next episode. But until then, keep watchful.